0: You are listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, online at bethanynaz.org. You know, last week I got to celebrate with you that we had 98 mid-high students go to church camp. And so this past week we had another 82 senior high students go to church camp. And so that's 180 students, not counting adults and youth workers and that kind of thing. And so yesterday, I was on the phone with Pastor Chris Holcomb, and Chris told me, he said, hey, Pastor Rick, it was awesome camp. I'm just driving away from it right now. And he said, we had students who committed to follow Jesus with their lives, and we had a lot of other students who really drew close to God. He said, Scott Register, who now lives in Oregon, came back to speak at the camp, and he did an awesome job. He said, I'm just I'm just driving away, just feeling so excited about what God did while we were there. So Jesus has some really good news for a high school student who uh, is really serious about following him. Because what Jesus said is that I've asked the Father to give you another advocate. I've been with you, but he's going to give you another advocate now. And he is going to help you, and he's going to be with you forever, and he is the Spirit of truth. And in the passage this morning, Jesus says he is the Holy Spirit. So, in light of that, I was in my Bible this week, and I ran across Galatians 5.25. And so the Apostle Paul writes to believers, people who are following Jesus. And he says, so, since we are led by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So since Jesus has asked the Father and the Father has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is teaching us and speaking to us and leading us and guiding us, since we have the Spirit in our lives, we should keep in step with the Spirit. And the language that he uses is like language that you would refer to in in a military regiment who are marching together, meaning keep in step with the regiment. So when the Spirit speaks... Paul says, you should listen. Or when the Spirit says, you should not do that, you you shouldn't do it. Or when the Spirit calls you, you should respond. So since we have the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. And so, I, I don't know what your temptation is, but when I read something like that, this is my temptation. I kind of, kind of push back a little bit from my desk some days. And I lay my life down beside that verse. And I ask myself, so Rick, just be honest with yourself for a minute here. Is your life a reflection of that verse? You understand what I'm asking? So are you keeping in step with the Spirit? As the Spirit speaks to you, are you, are you living your life in step with the Spirit? When the Spirit calls you, are you responding? When the Spirit challenges you, do you respond? When the Spirit says go, do you go? When the Spirit says no, do you listen? And so, obviously my challenge for you is the same this morning. Would you you lay your life down beside that verse? And would you ask yourself, how am I doing? Am I keeping in step with the Spirit? How's that working for you? So we're in a series called The Gift of the Father, and we're focused on the Holy Spirit. And we've been in John 14, this is our third week now in these 15 verses, and we're going back there again today. And so let me, let me take you to verse 25, okay? Starting with verse 25 of John chapter 14, and let's read God's Word. So Jesus, these are His words, and He says... All of this I've spoken while still with you. When, when I was talking last week and we read the words, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, a helper, a spirit of truth. All of that he said, I've spoken with you while I was still with you. But the advocate... And here, so there's no mistaking who he's talking about. The Holy Spirit, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name... Here's what he's going to do. This is the role he's going to play in your life. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And then Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled. And don't be afraid. So you heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. Now if you loved me, You would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I've told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He's referring to the enemy, of course. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. And then he says to the disciples, come now and let us leave. Could you uh, do me a favor and just kind of look at me? And for some of you, I understand maybe that's looking at the screen. But I, I really want to try to make eye contact with you if I can. I want to I just, I just want to make some sense really bad this morning. It's 2014. We live in Oklahoma City area in the state of Oklahoma, in the United States of America. We live pretty fast-paced lives, right? We're a pretty busy people. And so we're living pretty much wide open most days. We've become pretty affluent as a nation. One of the temptations that comes with affluence is that we sometimes think that maybe we're self-made, like I accomplished this, I did this. Which leads to sometimes believing that I'm self-sustaining. That I can carry the own load, my own load here. I, I'm okay, I've got this. When in reality, we don't. The, the poorest person among us, according to the standards of the world, is probably very wealthy. The fact of the matter is, we, um, we live in a society that is becoming more and more secular. Secular the concept of absolute truth is more and more and more in question. And so that's your world. That's where you're living. That's how you're functioning. How are you doing in your world? The goal is always that the world doesn't make me more like them. The goal is always that I'm making the world more like me. Right now it feels like we're losing that battle. And so living... In 2014, in the greater Oklahoma City area, in the culture that you're living in, how aware are you of the gift that the Father has given the Holy Spirit? Do you think about it? Are you keeping in step with Him? Are you living your life with this awareness that God has given me this awesome gift? I have a helper. I don't have to fail. I don't have to mess up. I don't have to be miserable. I can win this battle. And I am focused. And the Holy Spirit is in my life. And the Holy Spirit is helping me. And the Holy Spirit teaches me. And the Holy Spirit guides me. I'm very aware of the power and the work of the Spirit in my life. So I don't know. Maybe you're a student. Maybe you're a young adult or in your midlife. Or maybe you say, I'm a senior adult. Right now, at this point of your life, do you feel connected to the power and the work of the Spirit in your life? I want to talk about it, okay? Well, Jesus says, and He has been saying, I'm going away. In chapter 16 of John, He says, I don't want you to worry that I'm going away. It's okay that I'm going away. Because if I don't go away, then the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, the helper, the comforter, he will not come. And so you want him to come. And so I'm going away and it's okay. So the Holy Spirit is going to come to you. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want your hearts to be troubled. Okay, just stop right there for a minute. Can we just push pause and uh, look at this passage a little more closely? If I'm a disciple, my heart is troubled and I'm going to feel afraid. All right? Because I understand that they're not coming to see me, Jesus. They're coming to see you, okay? You're the glue that holds this whole thing together. It's not about what I'm doing. It's about what you're doing. In fact, I don't want to lose you. I can't imagine life without you. The disciples are saying, we have left everything to follow you. We don't want to lose you. If you go away, what's going to happen to us? I don't think we can keep this movement going at the pace it's going if you go away. I think the disciples are feeling very troubled and very afraid. And Jesus says, the solution that I have for you is that I'm going to give you my peace. So does that change things? We have uh, a lot of people here who are part of our church who are going through really tough stuff. People in the room right now who are fighting cancer. People who are dealing with other physical stuff. People who are like going through major marriage garbage. People who are worried sick about their kids. Praying for them every day. People who are going through really heavy stuff. And sometimes I watch these people go through this stuff. And sometimes I just say to them, you impress me. If I ever had to go through cancer like you're going through cancer, I hope I would go through it like you're going through it. Because you have a lot of courage. And you seem to be very steady. And you don't seem to be afraid. And they're always very quick to say, it's not me. I I didn't think I could do this. It's It's him. It's this peace that God gives us. He's not talking about, you're not going to have any troubles. In fact, he says the opposite to the disciples. To the disciples, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. I'm promising you trouble, buddy. Okay, you're going to get some trouble. But it's this kind of completeness, this kind of satisfaction. It's this highest good for our lives. And it's not dependent upon our circumstances. And so even though I'm leaving, Jesus says, you can still have peace. Even though your world's going to get rocked. You can still have peace. Even though you're fighting cancer, you're going to still have peace. Even though your kids are doing nutty stuff, you're still going to have peace. Because I'm going to give you my peace. And then Jesus says, before I go, okay, before I go away, we got the cross in front of us. But I want you to know the enemy does not have a hold on me I'm doing this in obedience to the Father. I don't want you to think that this is the power of evil. I want you to understand that I'm doing this out of obedience to the Father. All right, so we're just going to kind of draw a line right there, okay? we're going to chat a little bit about what's going on. So you would say, Rick, I think I get it, okay? You've been talking about the Holy Spirit for three weeks. I think I'm understanding where you're going. Jesus is going away. He says, it's okay if I go away because I'm going to ask the Father. He is going to send the advocate, okay? The counselor. He's going to call someone in to help you. And the Holy Spirit is going to be very much a part of your life. I guess I wondered, as I was preparing to talk about this today, if there's somebody looking at me saying, Honestly, Pastor Rick, I don't really get it. I mean, I'm not for sure I really connect. Is it God? Is it Jesus? Is it the Holy Spirit? Last week, you read this verse where Jesus says, The Father will love you, and He and I will come to you, and we will make our home with you. What, What is that? Jesus... And the Father and the Holy Spirit, we are going to make our home with you. How do you understand this concept of Trinity? God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. Let me talk about it for a moment. I, uh, I was born in a small Kentucky town, as I've said to you. And really for the first maybe 20 or so years of my life, I was... Um, I was really just relating to the world as the son of my mom and dad. And so people might say, who are you talking about? And they'd say, oh, that's, that's Kendall and Cecil's son. That was okay. That's just the way people knew me. I grew up in a little town. Uh, they knew who my mom and dad were, and so therefore they knew me. And so I just related to the world as, you know, I was, I was their son. That was the deal. I met Annette when I moved away to Kansas City when I met Annette, I just fell in love. I mean, right away. I knew immediately that I was going to marry Annette. We were going to spend our lives together. We are going to have kids. We are going to pastor churches together. I was, just, I was just done. I didn't jump into things. I waited like a week before I told her I loved her. I didn't want to hurry into something or rush and not really be sure. So I waited like a whole week before I told Annette I loved her. She's like, what are you saying? And I'm saying, I know, I'm, but I do, you know. And so in a year, we were married. So to all of Annette's family and friends, I was Annette's husband. Same guy. But I began to relate to the world a little differently. And people saw me as the husband of Annette. And then a few years later, God started giving us little girls. And so we have Brittany. And, and Brittany and I... Got to be so, so close. Morgan comes along, and Annette's trying to take care of the baby. And I'm saying, Brittany, just go with me. You know, a little five-year-old kid. And we just became so close to one another. Annette is going to leave Tuesday. And she's going to Cincinnati because Brittany's baby is due on Friday. So they're not going to name her Ricky. I worked on that. But they're going to name her Sadie K., I got a couple of ahs out of that. Thank you. So I think I'll just call her Sadie Cakes, probably, if you're going to do that. So we're just, we're just so excited we can't stand it. I got to talk to Morgan on the phone yesterday for a while. She's out of town some, and we got to chat for a few minutes. We're, we're nuts about our girls. We love our girls to death. But when our girls came along, you know who I was? I was Morgan and Brittany's dad. That's how I relate to the world. Every analogy breaks down at some point. This one breaks down too. But listen to that analogy as you hear the words of the Hebrew writer. Here's what he says. In the past, okay, back then, back in the past, God spoke to us through the prophets and in various ways. What do you mean through the prophets? Like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Malachi, all the prophets. Well, what do you mean by various ways? Well, one day, Moses goes out and there's a bush and it catches on fire and God speaks to Moses through the burning bush. That seems somewhat various to me. What do you think? (laughs) Various ways. God speaks through the prophets and in various ways. But then, the Hebrew writer says, but in these last days, how does God speak to us? He spoke to us through His Son. You want to hear the Word of God? Listen to the words of Jesus. You want to feel the heart of God since the heart of Jesus. You want to look into the eyes of God. Look into the eyes of Jesus. Now God speaks to us through His Son. But wait a minute. Jesus says, I'm going away. Where are you going? Back to the Father. Well then how is God going to speak to us? And Jesus says, I will ask the Father. I have been an advocate for you. He will give you another advocate. He will help you. And He will be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. And in John 16, 13, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And He will tell you all things that are to come. Does that help at all? So here we have this amazing gift. The Holy Spirit. And He's going to help us. I I read a story the other day and I thought you might appreciate it. I was going to read it to you but I think I'll just tell it to you. I'm better off doing that. There was a lady who was flying and she had a layover and so because the layover was a little longer than she wanted it to be, she went to a Newsstand, and she bought a book, and she bought a packet of cookies. And so, in the seat beside the seat where the packet of cookies were laying, there was another man sitting there. Of course, she didn't know him. He was traveling too. And so she starts reading her book, and she reaches over, and she opens the packet of cookies, and she takes one, and she starts eating it. To her surprise, the man takes one of the cookies out, and he starts eating it. (laughs) And so she thought, man, the nerve of this guy. She was shocked. She was also pretty frustrated. So she thought, I'll see what he does. So she says, I tuck another cookie. And after I took the second cookie, he took another cookie. I tuck another cookie and I'm getting more angry as I go. He takes another cookie. Finally, there's only seven. There's one cookie left. I decided I'm going to leave it there and see what he does with that last cookie. And she says, would you know... That guy picked up the last cookie, broke it in two, and pushed it toward me, half of it. I did not accept the cookie. I was mad. I got up, and I stormed off to the boarding area where I would wait for the plane. And so when I got on the plane, she said, I reached into my purse, and there was my package of cookies never been opened or touched. So all the while I'm thinking he's eating my cookies, I'm eating his cookies. (laughs) I was mad and he was kind. Sometimes, sometimes we just get it wrong. I mean, sometimes we just mess it up. Sometimes we think we got it and we don't have it. Sometimes we think we know what's up and we don't know what's up so listen to this. This is really good stuff. Jesus says, you know what the Holy Spirit is going to do in your life? He is going to be with you always. And He is going to be your new teacher. <laughs> because you need a teacher. Because sometimes you don't get it right. Sometimes you think you've got it out and you don't have it figured out. Sometimes you think you understand and you don't. And so what God is going to do is He is going to give you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to teach you. In John 16... Jesus says he is going to guide you into all truth. And so I don't live my life thinking, what if I make wrong decisions or what if I make wrong choices or what if I mess it up? I have the Holy Spirit. And a long time ago, Annette and I just decided we don't make major decisions unless we're sure the Spirit is leading us in this way. Somebody said to me once, what are you going to do? Just sit there? I said, until I know where to go, I'm just going to sit right here. But you've got opportunities that are passing you by. And they're just going to have to pass me by because I believe the Spirit is faithful. And when it's time for me to move, He'll move me. And guess where He moved me? He moved me here. (laughs) And then He says, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of everything Jesus has said to you. All that He taught you. So let's, let's move into a portion of the sermon that we refer to as audience participation, okay? So, here's what happened. When I asked for you to respond, you respond, okay? Jesus is talking to some people, and He says to the people, If somebody strikes you on the right cheek, you know what you should do? You should do what? Very good. So Jesus is talking with some other people, and He said, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break in and steal. You know where you should store up your treasures? You should store up your treasures where? Amen. Right. I'm getting a little weaker as we go. So one day, Jesus is talking to some people. And they are concerned because Jesus is hanging out with people who are really simple. And Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. You know who needs the doctor? Sick. The sick. And so when Jesus says... That the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of all of these things that I've said. It's much more than just memorizing the teachings of Jesus and them coming to mind. However, I think the Spirit brings those to our mind many times. He's talking about a living teacher. A living teacher who is with you all the way. Who helps you understand how do I apply the teachings of Jesus to my situation that I'm in right now. So you've got this helper. You've got this teacher. He's given you real life application to the teachings of the word. And so I get up in the morning sometimes and God speaks to me through the power of his Holy Spirit. And sometimes I find myself with the Bible open and I find God speaking to me. And sometimes I'm at work and I sense God speaking to me. And sometimes my eyes fill up with tears because I realize God has just given me direction. He speaks. Jesus said He will speak to you. He will guide you. He will give you real-life application to the Scripture. You've got this awesome, wonderful gift from the Father, His Spirit. I carry a phone in my back pocket everywhere I go. I probably use an excuse that I'm not a child of technology. I'm just a little older than people who are really great with technology. And so for a long time, it seemed like all I ever did with my phone was talk on it, you know? Uh, Text. That was about it. And over the years, I've been learning that, man, this phone is much more valuable than just talking and texting. And so I begin to break out. You'll be proud of me. I actually Google stuff once in a while that I need to know or an address or something. I'm really doing well, right? I was sitting in a parking lot at a golf course Thursday morning on my day off, and it was pouring down rain. And my buddy is over there with his phone out, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I think I have an app. And I open up my phone, and I go to this app, and sure enough, there's the radar, and I realize... Wow, all we have to do is just wait 20 minutes and the rain's gone. We can play. So what do you do in the morning when you're waiting for the rain to go away? You go eat breakfast again. And so that's what we did. And then we played golf. Who knew? It was right there on my phone. Any of you ever use the Holy Spirit like I've been used to using my phone? You're just not taking advantage You're just not paying attention. You're just not listening. You're not responding. Because God has given you this great gift. And he's with you all the time. And you say, Rick, I'm just not keeping in step. I'm not keeping up. When he speaks off and don't respond. When he challenges me, sometimes I don't. Don't get involved. When he calls me, sometimes I don't go. When he says don't, sometimes I do anyway. And here's this great, great gift. And so the Apostle Paul makes it really simple when he says, so live by the Spirit. Let that be your way of life. Let that be how you conduct yourself every day. When he says walk by the Spirit, you know, I take off walking, but that's really what it means, a way of life. In the way that you walk, in the way that you live, walk by the Spirit. Let the Spirit be guiding you and leading you. Your decisions are Spirit-led decisions. Your career choices are spirit-led choices. The way I spend my money is spirit-led choice Choices that I make. Let the Spirit lead you. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. Okay. Well, I want us to pray together. So, this has been one of those more difficult weeks for a lot of people who are part of the life of our church yesterday morning was a pretty hard morning and that night and was in a situation where we were talking to some people who were getting some really devastating news and so it just kind of seemed like yesterday morning it came one after another and this week we've been praying for people i got up this morning and i i begin praying for people like i do every morning people most of you are part of the church that i pray for and so thought this morning as i'm coming to church i know that i'm praying i know that you're praying but sometimes i feel like we just need to pray for these folks and so if you got a friend that's going through the hard stuff whether it's sickness or relationships trouble or garbage in their marriage or kids are doing crazy things or whatever it is i think maybe it'd be great if we prayed for our friends today and so in a moment we're going to stand together and we're going to come down all who want to, and if you got friends or people that you love that are going through the tough stuff, maybe it'd be good if we just prayed for our friends today. I think it'd be a good idea. You may say, Rick, I, I heard the sermon this morning. It it applies to me. I am not keeping in step with the Spirit. So maybe it's good today just to come and get on your knees and just say to the Father, Hey Lord, I'm really sorry. He provided me this great helper, and I'm just ignoring sometimes that he's there. I'm going to take advantage of the help that he's offering me. And I think it's okay just to confess that to the Father. It may be this morning that um, you would say, I'm not really a Christ follower. I got to tell a great story last night to some folks about an individual that I know jesus christ has changed their life i mean they have turned around and they're going the other direction they think differently they talk differently they act differently they have been born again if you need to be born again this morning you can be born again jesus will give you his spirit to help you live this life Maybe you want to be anointed for physical healing or emotional healing. There'll be a pastor over here and one over here. And they'd be glad to put a drop of oil on your head and pray for God's healing in your life. Okay? So why don't we stand? Let's pray this prayer together in a song. And if you want to come and pray, feel free. And especially if you've got a friend. Maybe it's you, but maybe it's a friend that you want to pray for. I would just say come and pray for your friends this morning, okay? Let's pray.
1: Spirit fall, speak. free. We'll Holy Spirit, fall, Holy Spirit, fall. Fall on me.
0: One of those mornings when we leave quietly, but before you go, uh, you can still feel free to come and pray, and Kyle will lead us in some worship for a while. But I want to give you this blessing, may the love of God. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you. So God bless you. May you leave quietly today. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at BethanyNaz.org.